0: Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. I am really enthused and excited to have my guests on the show today. So, I have Shadam Sayyidan Noor on the show. And he is the founder and general partner at Civilization Ventures. Civilization Ventures is doing some pretty profound stuff, really interesting VC um, thesis. And uh, anyway, I'm not going to steal his thunder. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Anthony. It's awesome to be on the show, and uh, love what you guys are doing at Health Hero as well. Thank you so much. Thank you, and 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 thank you for putting all the time to do this and to share your story, your focus, and your vision of health in the future. And you know, I guess along those lines, maybe you can teleport us back. Teleport us back. To- to, to, you know, where it all started or, or a little bit, I'd love to hear a little bit about your origin story or said another way, you know, what are the series of events that you've gone through in your life that have led you to become the person you are today? Sure. Thank you very much. Well, you know, uh, maybe
1: going back to the to, to conception, um, I'm originally from Iran. Uh, my family left Iran when I was a child. We escaped after the revolution <clears throat> and I ended up in Portland, Oregon, where I was raised um, went to college, went to law school, and I always had a, an abiding interest in genomics, genetics, and healthcare as a way to deliver impact and also as a way to be involved in some really exciting technological innovations. And mm. um, long story short, to compress the last 20 years of my career for you into maybe a few minutes, I spent uh, the first seven years of my career as an attorney and as an investment banker, worked at some great places like Wilson Sonsini and Goldman Sachs. Um, but really the last uh, 12, 13 years, I've been operational, uh, joined a company out of Stanford as a founding executive doing genomics software analysis, uh, helped raise you know tens of millions of venture capital for that company. It was a lot of fun, as you know building a company. Uh, Mm -hmm. We grew it to about 70 people. We were really fortunate to be acquired by Illumina, which is the leading DNA sequencing player in the world. Mm -hmm. And they now basically um, power their hardware through the software that we developed. Um, Started another company after that, doing cancer therapeutics. Uh, When I was in law school, uh, a couple of my classmates at Harvard were MD-PhDs. They called me up, company around it, Long story short, that company is now in uh, phase 1B human trials throughout the US as we look for uh, approval by the FDA of our cancer drugs. So, really learned a tremendous amount about healthcare and biology and genomics just by doing it. Um, Started my fund three years ago, Anthony, as a way to uh, touch more innovation, support more founders, and uh, really engage in what we hope is the next wave of big. Uh, improvements in human health as well as the application of biology to industries outside of healthcare. So Civilization Ventures is the name of the fund that I started. Um, we've now uh, invested in 25 companies in three years. I've uh, been really lucky that a couple of the companies have already gone public and exited and uh, looking forward to funding the best founders, PhDs uh, working on digital health,
0: synthetic biology, and genomics and diagnostics. I love it. I love it. No, well, well. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your story. Obviously, as a founder, you know myself, I really appreciate uh, investors and VCs that have been there, done that. They understand the the beat. They understand the, the, the grit and grind. Um, but I'm always very fascinated in, in those that are that have done it, and then they're focusing more in health and kind of propelling humanity forward. Um, and and along those lines, what I'd love to hear a little bit is, you know, along the lines of health. to, Mm -hmm. to, you know, further human advancement, further uh, well-being for populations, you see probably a lot that comes across your plate and and some things that probably your topics you're fascinated in in health. What are some things that really have your fixation or captivation in health these days? I'd love to hear about maybe one or two things uh, and maybe a little bit of a day in the life of what you'd like to see more of, um, of what you're coming across, you know, what's coming across your desk these days. Sure.
1: No, thank you. We, we see a lot of uh, companies. We, we consider ourselves really fortunate and privileged to have an opportunity to hear the story of founders and and hopefully uh, help some of them be, uh, fulfill their full potential. Uh, and by definition, what we do is impact-based, right? Everything that we invest in is meant to improve healthcare, application of biology to healthcare and beyond. It's all impact-based. And the things that I'm most excited about, I mean, it's really it's hard to say there's one thing that I'm most excited about. It's like choosing between your kids. But I think some Of the most profound innovations that we're seeing in the uh, quote unquote deep tech world mm. has to do with innovations in genomics, and specifically, um, let me give you one or two companies. So, we have a company called Billion to One that we've been fortunate to support. Um, it's founded by a few PhDs uh, from Stanford and uh, also out of Y Combinator, and they have developed novel genetic testing for. Uh, prenatal testing was called non-invasive prenatal testing for expecting mothers. They're tested in the first few months of their pregnancies and they have the first test uh, ever on the market that is able to detect single gene abnormalities in the fetus. And that's really important because you may want to begin and intervene therapeutically as early as possible if you know the fetus, the baby, uh, has that kind of abnormality. So again, it's an application of machine learning and ai uh, along with some very clever assays uh, chemistry to a big big problem big big market to really improve the lives of billions of people across the planet by helping them understand the genetics of uh not only themselves but also their expecting big so that's one company that comes to mind that's already commercial stage in the u.s um, and what's interesting about them is that they're actually um, i would say disproportionately impactful for what we consider vulnerable communities where there's less access to health care, uh, where things like carrier screening of both parents are less available. Um, so we're really excited about that investment. And maybe on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, in terms of being a later stage company, is our investment in a company that you're aware of uh, called Omada Health. Mm-hmm. Um, Omada just published a study last week uh, showing that they are able to um, uh, help dramatically improve the health of pre-diabetics in vulnerable communities uh, through their cognitive behavioral therapy, their digital therapeutics, which essentially involves uh, wearable devices combined with live remote coaching, combined with uh, software and an app um, in a cohort setting. And it's very rigorous the way they approach the problem. Uh, the market is huge, unfortunately. Uh, as you know, two-thirds of Americans suffer from hypertension, pre-diabetes, diabetes, depression, a lot of these comorbidities. And OMADA is really the first uh, digital health program to show dramatic results, clinically validated, uh, peer-reviewed across the board. And again, we were the. Uh, I was very fortunate to be the first angel in the company. We've now invested through the fund over the last few years. And uh, they've just really been hitting important milestones year after year changing the landscape of how we deal with chronic disease and chronic conditions. As you know, there's a lot of medical interventions that involve pills, um, you know, arguably too much, and a lot of these pills have side effects. They also have adherence issues. If we have a, an approach like Omada, where uh, it's a digital uh, pill of sorts, mm-hmm. without any side effects, you know, everyone is better off, and these are lasting habits that are transformative for people and
0: their families. So we're really excited about that company and this potential to uh, help uh, millions and millions of Americans. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of what Sean's doing over there. And it's super exciting to see, you know, Digital Therapeutics and some of the other innovations that you're mentioning and, and some of these other companies, um, you know, powerful innovations. Some, some are simple, some are, you know, behavioral, some are, you know, analytics. Um, you know, it's interesting, like you, you and I know, you know, I, I'm, I'm on the phone a lot these days with health insurance companies and the appetite for being able to reimburse for, you know, new behaviors and changes in behaviors and digital therapeutics and, you know, new tools. Um, it's just fascinating to see, you know, super large health insurance companies, w- you know, willing and able to. Uh, any thoughts around that? Any, any optimism ar- ar- around that? Are, are you sharing the same optimism that I'm seeing um, just kind of curious.
1: Well, look, you're putting your finger on something that's incredibly important, which is the healthcare system in America, how it works from providers, you know, the doctors, the hospitals, to the payers, the insurance companies. Uh, there is a whole ecosystem of stakeholders involved, obviously, patients being at the center of it. And as we're seeing in the presidential debate now, this is an ongoing issue in our society where huge um, segments of the population have. Either no healthcare or suboptimal healthcare, or you know, healthcare that's frankly too expensive. And mm-hmm. and, and even when you have the healthcare uh, insurance, it's not sufficient to cover some really big crises in your life. So um, we look carefully at the reimbursement uh, market and how it functions. Uh, we think there will be players that hopefully will reduce the burden on insurance companies and on the federal government in in paying for healthcare. Part of it, I mean, not to uh, not to give you a plug, but obviously what you're doing reduces healthcare costs for with your company that you're the founder and CEO of. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking for companies like that, like Omada, that are able to reduce the overall burden on society because I, I really do think that it's unacceptable for uh, one of the wealthiest countries on the planet to have a healthcare system that's so challenging for so many Americans and so expensive. And part of the intervention will, will involve policy changes on a federal level. Hopefully the presidential election will have some positive impact on that. Mm-hmm. But also part of it is technological innovation, you know, low-hanging fruit with respect to people adhering to their medication, changing their lifestyles, doing things that uh, will result in uh, short-term and long-term benefits, totally independent of what the government may or may not do. So when it comes to the insurance market, I think that the insurance providers can be a driver of this positive change by themselves investing in innovation which by the way we're seeing, so just to give you an example, Omada Health has now raised capital from Cigna, Humana, Providence, a lot of the leading healthcare providers and payers in the United States. They understand the the importance of a solution like theirs and are actually investing in the company and helping it succeed. Um, But we we think that these insurance companies can also play a positive policy role if they share some of their learnings with the federal government. Again, from our perspective, in the venture capital community, we try to focus on um, bottom line solutions that are able to deliver real tangible clinical results and also that are able to get, to get reimbursed by the, the payers, the company that we mentioned earlier, Billion to One, already reimbursed under mm-hmm. an existing CPT code. So that's really important in, uh, in the investments that we make.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, this is really great to see and very um, it's a very fascinating time in healthcare Uh, as we're talking about here. And so um, uh, tell me a little bit, along those lines, I guess, tell me a little bit about uh, the future of health. Where do you see this all going? And and from your experience, you've seen everything in health from the DNA side to the cellular side to the behavioral side and the digital therapeutic side. But where where, where are we going? Where would you like to see health go? Um, I just love to hear about the future of health according to Sharam.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, thank you very much. You know, it's it's one of those things where we see tremendous innovation. I mean, we have a company doing artificial intelligence and quantum computing algorithms to design new drugs mm. that a human medicinal chemist could never envision. Just the, mm-hmm. the molecular structure, the scaffolding of the drug is beyond human imagination. So we think that these types of computer-aided approaches to drug design will create transformative medicines that currently aren't on the market that will i think alleviate much human suffering Um, anything from uh, cancer treatments to uh, treatments for novel um, uh, uh, illnesses like the coronavirus uh, pandemic that's currently ongoing but you know to step back for a minute all this innovation we see especially in in the bc world we see it daily but it's gonna take time so we preach um uh patience to uh, everyone that we meet because at the end of the day you have to get FDA approval for therapeutics or even for diagnostics frankly and that takes years and it takes tens and hundreds of millions of dollars so um, there's a lag time between the stuff that we're seeing and that we're excited about and when it's going to hit the public uh, mainstream kind of uh, consciousness and uh, availability and that lag time is about I would say three to seven years Um, Mm -hmm. so it's good to get excited about it it's also good to be cautious. I I wish it were faster. You know, so many people suffer needlessly because drugs aren't yet on the market. And I know that there are, you know, there are those in the ecosystem and in our community that preach getting rid of regulation, getting rid of FDA approval to help more people. I'm not one of those people. I think, frankly, um, reasonable regulation is best for everyone in the long term. Uh, Getting rid of regulation so things are approved without proper rigor Mm -hmm. Uh, may result in some short-term euphoria, uh, but long-term, those drugs will uh, hurt a lot more patients, and there will be a lack of faith in the system. Mm
0: -hmm. So uh,
1: I think there's a lot of excitement. Um, AI, um, the fall in the price of genetic sequencing, the application of gene editing technologies, these are all things that we invest in heavily, but it's going to be, you know, five years, uh, 10 years before we see step function changes in how these therapeutics, diagnostics, and uh, software solutions are uh, changing society
0: before they have big, big impact. Hey, man, I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, it's uh, well, well put. And, uh, you know, it's it's really an exciting future that we're inching towards or actually speeding towards, I would say. And yeah. it's great to see, um, you, you know, you being able to support these elements, right? And so you have a super exciting portfolio. Um, and, and obviously, you're, you're, you're seeing these great innovations come your way even more and more. So the compounding effect of, of, you know, support for these, these concepts, companies, traction, and, and putting dollars behind it, um, is really exciting to see. And obviously I can hear the passion and see the passion in what you're doing. And, and that's exciting for, for me as well. Um, my, um, I want to be sensitive to your time, but you know, one thing I always do is I love to hear a little bit, especially people that are in health, you know, you've got to do what you do. You've got to probably stay in high energy and, and stay resilient. <laughs> Um, what's what's one or two habits that you do on a weekly or daily basis that keeps your engine going? I'm just kind of kind of curious. Well, besides a uh, daily cup of coffee, <laughs> I would say uh,
1: I try to eat healthy. Uh, obviously, I'm in the industry so we're conscious of um, mm-hmm. all the things that can go wrong. and uh, I, I do my best to eat healthy, to exercise as often as I can. I do a little bit of inadvertent intermittent fasting. Um, I guess I never thought mm-hmm. of it as me following any regime but Um, The nature of my work is such that I often skip breakfast and before I know it, I fasted for 16 hours. And I think that's actually been helpful. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the end of the day, one of the ways to maintain uh, health and good weight is just not to overeat. And unfortunately, in the United States, as opposed to other places that we travel to regularly, like Europe, and I just came back from Istanbul, you know, everything here is super portioned, um, super sized. We eat meals that are probably twice the size of what they need to be. Mm -hmm. And um, one way is just to kind of... Watch the quantity of what you eat. I also love fresh vegetables and fruits, and I think that's important. But I sound a little – I feel a little corny saying that on the podcast. <laughs> I feel like most, <laughs> most, most people know that. But, I think you know, it's – yeah. Maybe, maybe one thing that's out of the box that I can share is that I walk to work. Um, wow. My, uh, I live and work in San Francisco, although we invest internationally. And my uh, home is roughly a 40-minute walk from my office. It happens to be a beautiful walk here in SF. Mm-hmm. And I walk an hour and a half just to and from work every day, and that, in and of itself, gets in a good portion of my
0: exercise and uh, clears my mind, and that's mm-hmm. that's been really a blessing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. No. And I I think that's the, you know these are the elements for that that make a big difference, right? Fruits, veggies, not eating too much, the the, the fasting element. Yeah, I, I can I can testify to to everything you're mentioning here. And, um, yeah, you know, probably after we speak here, probably I'm going to do, you know, a walk and and get my lunch and I can drive there, but you know, you got to be able to clear your mind, right? There's just too many distractions these days and get your exercise in, but it's exciting to see what you, what you're doing and that you practice what you preach, um, as well. Um, and so this is, this has been great. Um, let me ask you a very last question for you. I promise is. Uh, social media wise, or getting in contact with you or any of our listeners that would like to really support your mission and maybe just throw an amen your way and just you know say hi, what would be a good way to connect with you on social media or directly if you'd like that to happen? Excellent question. Thanks for asking it. The best way to get in touch with us, and we look
1: at every single business plan, I personally uh, look at every single business plan that comes in the door, uh, is by emailing us at info, uh, I-N-F-O, at civilization.com ventures.com our website is civilizationventures.com as well as civilization.vc you'll find a contact us form on the website but again the info at civilizationventures.com is the best email for us and we have a twitter account at civilizationvc that we post on regularly we post about scientific developments uh, cool things in the industry as well as some updates in our portfolio and we love to get people that are passionate about the space following us and we follow as well. So at civilization BC on Twitter, info at civilizationventures.com is a way to
0: contact us. Uh and we will uh we love to engage with, with our community. Perfect. Perfect. Well, this has been great having you on the show, hearing about your your background, your passions in health today, and, you know, the mechanisms and execution that you're doing to support the future of health and for um, just a powerful, um, you know, progression of humanity. You know, each and every single one of your investments and in companies you take a look at, you know, has the potential to, to change the world. And in combination, you know, there's probably nothing better, right? You know, no, no better way to live your life. And so it's very, very fascinating to see your work and see it in action. Um, and to our, our listeners out there, this is the Pop Health Show. The show is for anyone that has a super strong passion for making people healthier in this world. Uh, Saram, this was great. Thank you so much for being on the show and for taking time to do this with me.
1: Anthony, the pleasure was entirely mine. And thank you to your listeners for listening to us.
0: Thank you so much. Much, Take much appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye.